0: This is Anna Parker-Naples, founder of The Podcast Agency. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through Masterminds, then you should definitely listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza, with The Mastermind Effect.
1: You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, The one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, everyone. Today, we've got the founder of the podcast agency, Anna Parker Naples. She explains how the right masterminds can help you make an impact on the world. Anna dives into how her podcast agency works with you on your why to help you launch an impactful podcast that lasts. And Anna lets us know that anything is possible when you get visible by picking one platform to show who you are. Check it out. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do this, we have got the founder of the podcast agency, Anna. Parker, Naples. Anna, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. When the listeners realize all the value, the truth bombs, the golden nuggets that you're leaving today, and they want to reach out to you, whether it's just to get to know more about you or you know work with you, what's the best place either through social or through email personally to reach out and connect with you
0: i'm actually going to say go and check out my podcast which is called entrepreneurs get visible because that's where you're going to get to know me a bit more what i'm all about and what i do with my work so that's the best place i know you're a podcast lover because you are listening right now so go find me at entrepreneurs get visible
1: and we'll have that in the show notes below so if you don't remember that and you can't rewind look in the show notes and we want to make sure it's as easy as possible to find the result leaders the activators that are on the podcast. So all right, let's uh let's jump into this as hey we've this is our third time. So for anyone out there, you know, you probably don't realize but Anna and I have uh misconnected a few times and the great thing about technology, it happens. So what? We move on and we we still get to we still get to connect and, and learn more. So I appreciate you taking the time today because you're, what are you, six or seven hours ahead of us, I think?
0: Uh, I'm not sure whereabouts you are. We, I'm 7 p.m. in the evening. What, okay. what time are
1: you? Yeah, 1 p.m. So you're six yeah. hours ahead. So I've not done too my bad. day. Yeah, her day's already done. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll zip through this. All right. You know, I think our ability to have access to different people, especially through social, has, has grown and changed so much over the last five or 10 years. When you and I were younger, it was textbooks, teachers, friends, family, coworkers, the people around us. But that's literally a sliver of what's possible in life. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today?
0: Well, as you were saying that, I was thinking as a child, if we wanted to know about something, you found a set of encyclopedias in the library. Or I can remember that a good friend of mine, her family had a massive 30 book encyclopedia set. And if we had homework to do, we'd go and have a look at the encyclopedia. And if it wasn't there, well, you weren't going to know about it. It's actually hard to... I've got three children who are in their teenage years now. It's hard to try and explain to them, we couldn't just know stuff. If we didn't know someone who knew something you just didn't you didn't know it or you had to go to the library whereas now I learn on the go I learn while I'm walking my dog I walk while I learn while I'm in the car I learn while I'm washing up I I was about to say I learn while I do the ironing but I don't really do that um, but you get the point I'm learning on the go and I tend to podcasts a lot to do that learning
1: that's the amazing thing with podcast. You're in your car, you're on a walk, you're wherever you are. You can learn from people across borders, across countries, different languages, whatever it is. It's at your fingertips. And the great thing about podcasting, it's free. Like to be able to take that information. I remember, and I thought you were going to actually go with this one after the encyclopedias. There was a thing at the library: microfilm, microfiche. microfish, and and you might be you might be too young to remember that. But the microfish, you would put it in there, and you would zip through old newspaper oh, see, articles.
0: Yes, that would be for old newspaper articles. Yes. I can remember sitting while my my dad searched for hours for something about his parents in Edinburgh in Edinburgh's library. Hours watching him do this thing with the microfish. Oh, painful! That God. Now all we do is type into Google.
1: Yeah, well, it's 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 definitely changed. You know, I mean, speaking of Google, I mean, there's more ways to take in information, and to me, it can be overwhelming. It can be confusing. Some people learn from online courses, uh, accountability buddies, pre-recorded courses. Lots of ways to learn. YouTube University. Who are you currently learning from, and how did you reach out and connect with them?
0: At the moment, I'm part of. Three different mastermind groups, which is very fitting, given that we are on the Mastermind P- Shit Effect podcast. So I'm in a mastermind group that's headed up by a lady in LA. Uh, mostly has British women in it, but there's there's about 10 to 15 of us, um, all coaches. And it's a very heart-centered um, Business podcast, uh, sorry, business mastermind, but with a real positive psychology feel to it. Everything is that no matter what we're going through, we're going to find the pot, the challenge that we can rise from in it, and that's a very warm, wholesome place. And then part of I've just joined another mastermind, uh, which is part of a, a collective of forty high level, very successful six, seven and eight figure business owners, all women who are committed to making impact in the world. So yes, we might all be making money, but there's some change we want to see. And as part of that, we'll be going to um, mastermind with Richard Branson in Necker, which is very exciting. Yes. And and of course, I'm telling my family that it's not a holiday where I get to be without them on a beautiful paradise island for a week. It, it's all completely work. Uh, and then another mastermind I'm in, as uh, I've actually been in for about three years now. And there's people that come and go. There's 40 to 60 people in there. And it's a real kind of learning about marketing and media. But I think being in those environments just helps me grow. So they all tick different boxes. They're all for different purposes. But the crucial thing is I'm surrounding myself by other people who are hungry for success and they're making it happen. And that that helps me rise.
1: Yeah, that's the interesting thing. it's there's just a saying that's, you know, uh boats, all boats rise together, whatever that is. And that's like a that's really yeah. a big thing when it comes to the right mastermind. I gotta ask, have you ever been to a mastermind and what was promised was really under-delivered and -hmm. it just wasn't, maybe it wasn't that it wasn't for you, but it was just something wasn't aligned in how when you showed up, you were you, but the mastermind wasn't what it was supposed to be.
0: So it wasn't quite a mastermind, even though it was being sold as a mastermind. And it was a coach that I knew, I didn't know very well. And actually, if I'd listened to my gut, I wouldn't have signed up anyway, but uh, anyway, I did. And- what I found was that they very quickly, it was a lower lower cost mastermind, very quickly she was selling us on the idea once we're in, once we've paid, that we would get extra hours in the mastermind than we'd expected. And it was as we were going into lockdown this time last year. But what she actually did was bring in other coaches to manage the group and she barely turned up and if I bought into something knowing that that's the scenario, that's fine. I think that's a, a great model. But that wasn't why I signed up. And that then leaves, you know, you don't feel great about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want the people to realize, like, listen, there are going to be masterminds or coaching programs that are like that. It doesn't mean that that person's a bad person. No. They might still be figuring it out, refining, kind of moving on their way. But the quicker you can recognize that, your gut check, you'd mention it. It's yes. like, hey, right there. I knew something wasn't. The quicker mm-hmm. you, your BS meter steps up, boy, you can cut through a lot of that You've noise. You've got to listen
0: to it. It's so important. Yeah. And often, often we know, we know the clients that are going to be problematic. We probably knew that on the call before that thing happened, if we're honest with ourselves. Yeah. Now, I think I, as I've become more successful and I've become... I'm lucky enough to be in a situation, I don't have to take all of the clients, I can turn them down. Uh, but you don't feel like that in the beginning. That's part of growth and evolution of your your own business persona anyway.
1: Yeah. And you used a word that I've been using a little bit lately, which is lucky. And and I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but I've got to imagine your luck is by design. I feel mm-hmm. lucky because the people I get to talk to, I get to talk to you. I feel lucky the people I surround myself, the coaches that I'm around, the masterminds that I'm in. But it is by design. And your luck, would you sit there and say it's by design or you just feel lucky?
0: Completely by design.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. Luck can be by design. You can create your own circle, your own bubble of luck.
0: So I actually put out an Instagram post today, which was about you get to choose where you pull that chair up, right? You get to choose to sit at the table of winners. Now, it might be that when you arrive, you feel massively overwhelmed because they're so much further ahead than you who you surround yourself literally pulls up your education pulls up your mindset pulls up your uh, even the levels of finance that are being discussed makes you rise and yeah you might not immediately make their eight-figure business but you're going to grow yourself because of the nature of who you're who you're with
1: Yeah, you're in the room for a reason. And and the minute you become comfortable in the room, the minute you are the smartest person in the room, number one, you're in the wrong room. And I always say comfort kills. It's tough to sit there and embrace being uncomfortable, but you know why you're in the room. The people know why you're there. You might be that six figure earner wanting to go to seven or seven going to eight, but those people see what you're doing and they will help your ship rise. You know, And just talking people in general, I feel From time to time, we get stuck. And it's like, we can't see the picture through the frame. We can't see the tree through the forest. And the world's still going through some form of a pandemic. That's the reality. But to me, it causes a reset in how we can accomplish things. How have masterminds helped you when you're looking to get unstuck and reset yourself?
0: I think it's about, in a good mastermind, there's a level of trust and respect. You don't all have to be the best of friends but there's a level of trust and integrity and a desire for each person to break through whatever they're dealing with. And when they, when you have those spaces around you with people who are potentially, if you I mean I'm I'm a coach so I'm often in masterminds with other coaches who have skills, gifts, talents, who have been through business struggles akin to what I may be going through at the time. When you're brave enough with the right people to air I'm in a, I'm in a funk right now. I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm scared of what I'm trying to grow right now. I can't see what this is going to look like yet, but I know I'm supposed to do it. When you're brave enough to acknowledge what sits behind that fear, what those things are, where that came from, in a room where you are, be it, be it online or be it in person, in a room where other people want your growth, and have been through something similar. Well, that's, that's where the next step comes from. That's where the next level thinking comes from. Yeah. And even yeah. just having people say to you, you know, the thing you're struggling with in your life and your business, because actually there isn't a divide, not as an entrepreneur, it's the same thing. The thing you're struggling with right now, what if you just let yourself sit in it for a little bit? Because it's not going to be forever. What if you just acknowledged everything going on around you in your personal life and dealt with that right now? And sometimes it's about having other people around you in a mastermind give you permission to give yourself some slack. That's powerful.
1: Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And I think, you know, when I work with one of my coaches, we talk about the champion's mindset and then we talk about the built-in human DNA and the mm-hmm. built-in human DNA is that that little devil that sits on your shoulder and gives you that self-doubt and says, you can't do it. It's almost like we're our worst critic. But when you're mm-hmm. in that mastermind environment, when you've got the right coach such as Anna around you, they're the ones that are helping you build that champion mindset that says, yeah, no, I c- this is this is a problem I've seen before. I can tether it to something and how the outcome, I already know how this is going to go. I'm good. And you're able to move beyond it because you recognize it. You don't brush it under the rug. You recognize it for what it is at that moment, and you know that it's not going to be there forever. So I love how you, how you phrase that. Just brilliant.
0: You've got to surround yourself with good people, for yeah. sure.
1: And, and you can only surround yourself with so many. So remember, in that cup, if we want to call it, sometimes you got to get rid of a few. So you mm-hmm. make room for the right ones to come in there. And it doesn't make those people good or bad that you're removing, but you might not be serving them. And I think in a mastermind, you want to serve yourself yeah. and others are serving you while you're in there. I love that. You know, masterminds, that's what the show's about. Mastermind Effect. They've been around for a long time. Probably the first one was, you know, the apostles. And then Benjamin Franklin, he creates the Junto Club. And then Napoleon Hill, he writes a book, kind of brings it full circle on what a mastermind is as there continues to be just a huge boom in self-education, coaching, masterminds, mentorship. Where do you see the parallels moving going forward between self-education and standardized education, university and college?
0: I was reading an article about this just today, actually, someone who had deliberately removed their children from state education in the UK as a result of what didn't happen during lockdown. Uh, Provision was really, it really fluctuated across the country as to who got what, even though it's the same government. And she herself was an entrepreneur and she was saying You know, if school education is teaching someone what they need to do to become a worker bee, and actually I want to teach my children to be a queen bee, why would I keep them in the system? And I think a lot more people are are starting to realize that. You still need connection though, if you become that queen bee, (laughs) if you own the roost, as it were, you still need connection. You need to find other people who are doing similar things to you. And that's where the power of masterminds come in. Yeah, no, it's it's, and I
1: I think that's across boards when it comes to education. We we have a system that we haven't changed for so long, and it's to create those worker bees, fit in a cog, do this piece, go from point A to point B. And and self-education coaching masterminds mentor looks at it like, you know, what is it that you're you're good at? What are you gifted at? What do you actually want to do? And then let's surround yourself with those kinds of people. And my son, we've got a six-year-old, he goes to Montessori and that it kind of embodies that. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Montessori, but yes, it's like, yes. what are you good at? What do you want to do? Go do that. And then they sprinkle in the other stuff that you're going to need, but you get to focus on what moves the needle for you and you get to help your classmates along the way. And I think that's, that's really, you know, a mastermind is like Montessori to where it's just like do your zone of genius, but also help the people that are around you at different levels move the needle forward.
0: I hope really that the whole, the whole concept that sits behind much personal development, the books, the the audios, is about finding your thing and just going for it. Trusting yeah. yourself, trusting your innate skills, gifts, talents, the weird and wonderful things that you've learned along the way and, and doing it to the nth degree. I hope that that, that that is something that that washes off on the next generation
1: I, I think it's going to now hey if you want to be a doctor a nurse an engineer i want you mm-hmm. to go get that piece of paper please of go get that piece of paper
0: but do it because you want to yes. not because you're fulfilling your parents or your grandparents dream yeah
1: that because is so they true. believe
0: that that was the only route to wealth education and education and freedom yeah do it because it, it fulfills your need to be a great doctor to heal people. Do it because that makes you tick.
1: Yeah, no, then that, that's so true. Do it for you. Don't do it mm-hmm. for someone else because you're living their expectations, not your own expectations. 20 years down the road, you'll be like, where did everything go? And you just won't be happy. Sure. You know, we're talking about, in essence, you know, if you're going to college or you're going to masterminds, it's investing in yourself. And I think that the best investment, better than the stock market, better than the housing market, is yourself. You can control the ROI on you. You can't control those other things out there as people invest in themselves and they work with you and your your company what should they expect when going through that process what 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 should they expect when they enter Anna's reality
0: so there are a couple of philosophies that sit behind what i do On the one hand, I help people to get visible, to achieve their own potential. That's a lot of the messaging that we put out there. And my first, my podcast is called Entrepreneurs Get Visible. My first book was called Get Visible. Because when you own your own skills and talents, then it isn't scary to put yourself out there it isn't a problem because you've got through all of the rubbish that you might be telling yourself about, I don't deserve it. I'm not good enough. And you let yourself be the adventurous person enjoying the journey, which is really different to embodying the, maybe I'm not good enough, but I'm testing the water. It's a very different experience. The other thing is that I believe that podcasting allows us to reach thousands and thousands and thousands of people to touch one life at a time and so I'm really interested in how we have that ripple effect and I so yes we have a, a podcast production agency where we help you launch we consult with you what you're doing we do all of the bits behind the, the behind the scenes the, the audio stuff but that's not the bit that's exciting The bit that's exciting is that when you get your content, and again, I don't even like using words like that when I think about it, when you get your message right, and then that is amplified tens of thousands of times over across the globe, you are able to have global change, worldwide change, one person at a time. Because I believe, for example, someone listening to this conversation right now, there might be something, the way that Brandon and I have this conversation, that just is the spark of a catalyst for change for somebody i think that's really amazing and so when when we work with people in the agency we make sure that we understand what their what their message is what really sits behind the drive to make profit what is it they're really trying to do what's the impact what's the result what's the purpose of it and for me, understanding that is, and helping them get that out there, is really exciting. So we we for example, we launched um a, a podcast today for somebody. It went live yesterday. She doesn't have a huge following on social media, but we've managed to get her to chart at number five in the UK charts because we know what we're doing. And her message will help men having a very particular issue that would not find her work unless they really went hunting for it. And so having have being able to help someone with a very unique way of giving her wisdom to the world and helping her literally turn that up, it's very cool.
1: Yeah. I mean it's 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 the pebble in the pond. I think they say like one person has access to about 250 people. I know you might have thousand people following you on Facebook mm-hmm. and wherever it is, but you, you can be impactful. And so when you reach that one person, the pebble that, that, that impacts, you might not see that, but that's how you can go global from the aspect of like yeah. having a podcast, having the right podcast agency helping you launch to get your why out there so many you you'll have people that they're just like mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a podcast just because what's your
0: why because it'll come yeah you'll through. get like, bored yeah you'll get bored you won't want to turn up you'll do 20 episodes because you think it's cool and then you'll disappear into the ether yeah. what was the point?
1: How how many episodes of your podcast? If you don't mind me asking, how many of you? So want? we're just about there.
0: to hit two hundred of my second podcast, and I did something like ninety of my first.
1: And how long did how long did the the two hundred the almost two hundred? How many years is that over? Uh,
0: I started that one. That podcast started October two thousand and nineteen. I, I released ten episodes, two episodes a week.
1: Yeah. Couple, couple episodes. I mean, we're almost, I think we've released somewhere around 80 some odd. We started at, I believe, July of last year. And yeah. we started at two and then we had to start cranking out three a week. But it's just, if you have a why behind it, it makes mm-hmm. it so much more impactful for the people to sit there and listen and say, gosh, Anna's going to bring another amazing guest or, or if it's a solo show, Anna's going to bring such amazing content to me or some value to me that I've got to be there and listen to it. And we have a responsibility as the podcaster
0: yeah, to, show to make up. sure
1: what we're saying isn't just pie in the sky, fluff in the air, and I think you'll see that sometimes in podcasts where you they don't realize the responsibility and the impact that they might have on other people.
0: It's, it's it's interesting actually because I I predominantly am helping experts, authors, leaders. Even if they don't necessarily see themselves as leaders, that's what they are for their tribe. But I'm right in the middle of judging for the British Podcast Awards and we get sent a batch of almost, I think I've got about 50 that I've got to listen to and I'm most of the way through. I've got a lot of cramming to do tomorrow. And we get given categories across the board, you know, entertainment, comedy, uh, which are not the same thing. Other ones I've listened to have been about football clubs and all sorts of... Weird and wonderful things, documentaries and all sorts. But the thing that really stands out, no matter what category, is when someone's really open on their on the podcast, and I don't mean telling you everything about their entire life, but when they're open and they're honest about something that has touched them or inspired them, you feel that as a listener. You know, you really feel that you get them. Yeah. And they let you powerful. into their life, into their yeah. room. And that's important. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think absolutely. So, you know, whether it's people's willingness to learn, the grit, the grind, I think people have a way of surprising us. So I'd love to hear a success story. And you're you're giving us one. You kind of already gave us one um, of someone that is helping men get past something. I know we're a little vague on that, but we'll leave (laughs) it with that one. I'd love to hear a success story so the listeners can sit there and be like, oh, that's me. She can also help solve that. Uh, if you can give names and examples, great. If okay. you have to be vague, so, we, ap- we appreciate, I also appreciate anonymity. But give us a success story of someone that went through you.
0: So we launched a show for someone who was quite well known. Uh, she was quite well known in terms of divorce coaching, but had actually behind the scenes done a lot of research into narcissistic abuse and the effects of trauma on the brain as a result of narcissistic abuse. And she was on this ed- the edge with her business at the time as to, do I really go super niche? Do I do that? Am I brave enough? Is there a market for that? So we decided that she would test the waters by launching a podcast called the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Podcast. And we, she went through her process with us. It was a kind of start of a new direction in the business. We launched the show the very last week in August last year. She's now had over 300,000 downloads, most of which are in America, even though she's in the UK. Off the back of that, she hit, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it publicly. She hit the big sizable figure most people want uh, very, very soon after launching that podcast.
1: Wow. Amazing. Amazing. I don't know what that says about Americans and like we're the ones that are (laughs) listening to the narcissistic one.
0: Well, actually, Um, her podcast has been listened in 104 countries. Brilliant. Wow. And she cannot quite fathom what happened as a result of getting the message right, having the right strategy. And now she she only does a a solo show, and it, it's blown her away. It's changed her life. Getting the message right.
1: Can you? I'd love for you because you brought it up there. You know, getting the message right, getting it out there. Mm-hmm. Can you go a little bit about what your agency does and how you helped her craft that, and then get her to where she's at? Obviously, her message was powerful. Obviously, her why was even more powerful. Mm-hmm. But you can have the best message the best content, but if you don't have the team around you that is really helping shape that and putting it in the right position can all fall apart. So what did you guys do that really helped kind of maneuver that, those waters? I
0: I think this comes down to her being really clear. What's the purpose of the podcast for her as an individual? What's she trying to do with it? What's the purpose of it for her business in terms of lead generation? And what's the purpose of it in terms of what the listener is actually going to leave with? And I think when you're clear on that, why they're tuning in and how you are serving them through your content, when you're clear, it makes turning up for every recording episode so much easier. Yeah then on the so in the consultancy period we go deep into what someone is doing and actually what what a lot of people a lot of people i work with are quite experienced experts and entrepreneurs and therefore they think oh we've done the ideal client stuff i did that at the beginning of the business i know that stuff but we go really deep what's that person actually doing when they're listening to your podcast What's actually just happened for them in their life what level of discomfort what's literally going on around them when they put your show on and and that just seems to get this kind of crystal clarity around what they're doing with the show um and many people say that they end up coming to do that but it gives them so much more depth for their business for their content but then what we do is we look at all of the competitor podcasts is anyone doing it well there are many podcasts doing things but half-heartedly so then we can work out well what keywords are working what isn't working which categories do we want to put you in who do we want you to go head to head within the charts and blow them out of the water how do we do that so we do all the back-end stuff and then we make the the, the the podcast sound amazing. So I want someone, once they have an understanding of the processes that we need to deliver great content, that all they do is literally put, plug in the microphone and that's it. And we do everything else. We do all of their content. We polish it. We mix it, master it. We keyword it. We create the show notes. We do all of the assets. So they they're not having to do anything. So many of our podcasters, once they've gone through the period of learning with us, are literally spending maybe 15 to 20 minutes a week doing their podcast and that's it. And then it's out of their head.
1: Yeah. And and I want people to either a listen to my words or B rewind and listen to what Anna just had to say, because it isn't just showing up and, and, and and saying, Hey, here I am. And I'm done now with someone like Anna and her team, it is showing up having all the pre-work done and they take care of. It. And that's such, there's so much more <laughs> that goes behind the scenes of a podcast and a, a productive and and whether it's a profitable podcast or a meaningful podcast there's so much that goes on behind it that this is why you need a team of what anna's built if you really want to get your message out in the right order to the right people and have an understanding of that i've talked to several podcasting coaches or podcasting groups and and how they do it and the level the the depth that you just went into just in that small portion right there is deeper than I've heard before, but it makes yeah. sense.
0: And I think I think this is the thing. So many people think, oh, I'll, I'll start a podcast because podcasting the thing right now. So I'll, I'll just set up a free account on Anchor or something and I'll get my podcast out there. I'll do it on my phone and that'll be it. I'm a podcaster. Yes, you are. Is your show going places? Right. And if you've not done the research and you've not done the thinking and you don't know work with someone who gets the podcast space you're not going to accelerate in the way that you could and one of the one of the big mistakes i see is people say yeah i started a podcast about 6 weeks ago um and i was going to see how it did before i told anyone about it well you've just tanked the whole thing I, honestly it happens so often oh yeah i've got a podcast um yeah I've, i haven't had many downloads yet and i was waiting until until it was really successful before i told anyone well It's not going to happen. You've missed this wonderful, unique opportunity to completely you know, get the algorithms working in your favor. Yeah, And, and like my, my, my second book is called podcast with impact. There's a reason for that. I want people to have a podcast that makes a difference that has that ripple effect that we've just talked about, but also actually does something for you, your credibility and your business. Otherwise, what the hell are you doing it for?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think I know the answer to this one, but I got to ask and because uh, you see people that they defer risk. Mm-hmm. So a doctor will prescribe a medication to a patient that they wouldn't give to their own child. A Politician will send you know, someone else's kid off to war, but they'll find a way to protect their own children from going on that. How do you keep from you know pushing the risk over to your clients? What have you built up? And I, the years of experience, what is it? How do you keep from deferring your risk from you to your clients?
0: I feel like I put myself in the journey. So I, when, I, when I launched my first podcast, I had no idea. So I made all of those rookie mistakes. Didn't tell anyone. It wasn't doing very well. But the audio was great. So I couldn't understand. With my second podcast, I was determined if I'm going to teach people the audio side of podcasting, I want to have an undeniably successful show. So I had to go in deep. I had to do it properly. And when we started hitting number one in multiple categories, I had no one to really celebrate with me. And... Because nobody got what understood what it took to make that happen, so I always felt that when when if when I built a business doing this for the people that I wanted them to feel very handheld, very much like we're with you every step of the way, we are going to push you, encourage you lovingly to go live again to tell people about your show, to post those reviews, even though you think you've done it a million times today because of that unique window to get people to support you.
1: Yeah, and it is. It's it's the beginning, the opening one. And I I'm a novice when it comes to understanding, but I've had people like Anna uh have, have explained this to me. When you launch a show, the first week or two having a coming out party and constantly having people going there and either A downloading it, B giving you a rating and review helps to put those eyeballs on other people, because then the algorithm sits there and correct me if I'm wrong, sits there and says, oh, well, this seems to be something popular. We need to show it to other like-minded individuals. And then other people that might not have ever heard of this Apple iTunes or the other, you know, the other big ones, Google Play, they're, they're putting it in front of other eyeballs for you. Is that right?
0: Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and some people say, oh, it's a game. It doesn't mean anything if you hit the charts. Well, it does. If that then means that the people who would never normally find you, who need you, can then see you and hear you, that's a game worth playing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a game worth showing up for. It's but again, you got to have your why. If you don't have your why, then you just don't mm-hmm. care and you shouldn't be doing it to begin with. All right. Got a few more questions as we, as we you know, near the end here. I feel that there's always, when when times are easy, the, the winds come in. They just kind of flood in. But I think ingenuity and creativity come when we feel the squeeze. The world's still feeling some form of a squeeze out there. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you?
0: Oh my goodness. Something that I've been asked for so many times. I launched the podcast membership about 18 months ago. And then we had, we built the production agency and what people keep asking me for high level, really great experienced people. It, how can I get on really good shows? So we're building the uh, podcast booking boutique where we're keeping our roster deliberately exclusive, almost that kind of handpicked feeling like you have with them um, an actor's agency. You know, you know, who's got the great actors, you know where they are. And we want to have this not the kind of spammy email type booking, but a, a service where we are literally doing the research, doing the listening, doing the introduction, doing the, the, it's a bit more than Tinder. It would be like a posh Tinder, but to match people, because when you have the right conversation with the right people, person, it, it's amazing. I mean, you must know this, Brandon, you're never going to get you to name names, but you must've had guests where you kind of go, oh, that was quite hard. We just weren't. We weren't a match, or you've been a guest on shows where it was hard. And but there are times when when the match is right that the door opens for collaboration, friendship, okay, connection, and And, and, you know, partnering and piggybacking for each other's audiences. And when you find those people and you have a conscious conversation about something that matters to both parties, that's when the magic happens. So that's what we're rolling out any day now. We're taking on our first clients. We're keeping the roster super small. But I'm really excited. And I think particularly with with COVID and lockdown, people are still, as even the world isn't quite going back to how it was for quite a while. I don't know if people have realized that. But what people want is connection. And actually, podcast guesting can allow you to meet like-minded people. So that's what we're building.
1: Yeah, having that concierge handheld experience, exclusive, you know, white glove service, however you want to look at it, gosh, the connection that can happen when two parties come into a room and, and we'll call this a Zoom room for that, you know, because it is, but when two parties come into a room and they don't go in with any expectation of, Hey, I've got to offer you and sell this. And I've got to offer, it's actually just getting to know the other person, helping them share their message because it's impactful. Other people need to hear it. Something comes out of it without you even looking for it. It just naturally, something comes across your desk one day, figuratively across your desk. And you're just like, wait a minute. I remember this conversation and you're able to tether something that's super positive. That was really impactful and say, I need to reach out. I don't know why, but I remember this and collaboration, like you said, comes out of it. Like yeah. it could be a friendship, a lasting long, there's something there that just says, I need that person. And here's why.
0: Yeah. And we just, I, I'm excited about building that because podcasts have changed my life from Either shows I've listened to when I was in a very difficult personal situation to now, I've actually met some of the greatest friends I've ever had through being a guest on their podcast or vice versa. And then we'll deliberately seek masterminds together so that we can grow and share our learning together. And there's a lot of that going on, but equally, equally, there are times when I've been a guest on shows that are not a match for me at all. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't be in that room. And so I want to make sure that we get it right for people.
1: Yeah. It's the, it's the
0: awkward Mm
1: -hmm. and you just don't know how to get out of there, but it happens. You've had guests, you've been on shows and it's just kind of like, it's like sandpaper rubbing up against each other. And it's just not there. All right. I got one last one for you. And you've given so many, but this is what I always like to kind of end with. What's a tip, a tactic, an actual item that if anybody listening today implemented this in, in the next 30, 60, 90 days into their personal or podcasting life would make a real impact and difference in what they're doing?
0: One of my my catchphrase, if you like, is anything's possible when you get visible. And visibility these days can be live video, can be being a podcast guest can be doing your social media content. Pick one platform and put yourself out there consistently for 30, 60, 90 days, showing a bit of yourself, whatever that means, whether that's the live video, whether that is telling a bit more about yourself than you would normally, whether that's in posts that let people in a little bit. That will change everything.
1: Yeah. It goes from the spray and pray at which platform do I need to be on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. Instagram, TikTok, on and on to a sniper approach. Take one place, become the best at that and whatever it is that you want to and go forward and, and have consistency. Don't just show up for two weeks and say, well, I got no reactions out of that one. I need to move on to the next thing. Yeah. I think I think
0: this comes down to you t- said about it earlier, having a why having a purposeful why. So it's not just showing up for a couple of weeks, and oh, I didn't get the result yet. If your work really means something to you, why would you stop at two weeks? Yeah, And it might be that you grow, you evolve, you change, but you still show up.
1: Consistency is king and queen <laughs> at the end of the day. Make sure that you're there. We've got the founder the podcast agency, Anna Parker Naples. Anna, thank you so much for your time and what you brought to the show today. Myself and the listeners really appreciate it.
0: Uh, pleasure, thank you, Brandon.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the mastermind effect.